0: Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. The topic of today is what is the right soft skills slash communications training fit for you? You're listening to Empowering the Communicator, where solutions to unique communication challenges are discovered, connecting you to your audience with influence and impact. With your host, Anthony Vincent Bova, leading communication pain point and solution specialist. In life as The professionals we are in the pursuit of raising our standards, we train. That's what we do. We train and then we train. And we train over the course of years. The real high-functioning, high-level professionals, they're always trying to figure out how to sharpen their skills, how to understand themselves better, to utilize themselves more effectively in communications. For the sake of today's podcast, I want to refer to you as the client as opposed to your team or your company. And I'd like to also refer to soft skills and communication training as the subject. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about this for someone else or your team, your company, make the adjustment. Same thing if you're not looking at this in relationship to communications, but maybe some other area of business, technology, what have you, just make the adjustment for that. Before I start, I want to talk about why many professionals need soft skill communications training. And the answer is simple in theory. And that is this. They need it a lot because they've stayed comfortable. Now, what what do I mean by they've stayed comfortable? If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you have a high level of knowledge on your subject, but your delivery is not as high as your knowledge. There's the gap that you're always looking to close. Your knowledge is high, but your delivery is not as high. Let me give you a very classic, cliche example, but it's a great one, and that is the example of public speaking. Many people, you've heard so many different speakers and talk about how public speaking is one of the scariest things. It's in the top 10, the top 5 of, you know, the most horrible things in life is public, and all that. I'm not going to go through all of that, but to say that public speaking is a very scary thing for a lot of people. In this example, this is you, and you have spent your career avoiding it for the most part, Why? Because, well, I really excel in this other area and you excel and you do very well in it. And it allows you in some way to duck public speaking engagements. And when they do come up, you try to pass the buck. You know what? So-and-so needs how to talk about that topic. They could represent that topic a little better than I can. Or let them do it. It's okay. And you don't mind passing the buck for someone else to talk. And this is common and I can't tell you how common it is. Well, there's the thing. On a scale of 1 to 10, if 10 is your knowledge, and for this example, 5 is your delivery, you're not going to even get to 6 with that because you're staying comfortable. Now, if you did not stay comfortable and you took on these speaking opportunities and you went to these soft scale and communications training and you applied what they taught you in risk situations, would it be a 10 I don't know, but probably up to a seven at least, or maybe an eight, right? So a lot of the pain in that one has related to this area is that they've stayed comfortable and let the fears, apprehensions, discomforts kind of control your ability to kind of go forward or not in exercising uh, these muscles that you have to do that are uncomfortable. Now, what makes the best fit for you. In my experience, in the many decades I've been doing this, in the many years I've been training, it really falls into three categories. If you're seeking training, listen to these three categories. And this is the checklist here. You ready? One, competency. Is the facilitator competent with what, what he or she is training? Is there a level of mastery? Do they own, I should say, do they own a level of mastery in the subject? Of what they're teaching related to soft skills and communications two does the methodology resonate with you and this is important really important because for example and i use this example all the time if someone were to say to me you know anthony i can help you communicate much more effectively the methodology is you're going to fake it until you make it i couldn't do it i just couldn't do it it violates every part of my existence fake it until you make it no and even if you can show me proven stats on this, if you can say, look at this, and even interviews and endorsements, and but the methodology was fake it until you make it, I still would not be able to rally around this facilitator this whole way of thinking I couldn't do it. I would reject it. I just would reject it. So that's two. Three, does the facilitator provide a safe environment? I'm going to say it again. Does the facilitator provide a safe environment? Because I want you to think about this. If you've been playing it safe, right? Been staying comfortable and you say, all right, I'm going to get uncomfortable. I'm going to go and put myself out. You got to have two things. You have to be safe and you got to feel safe. You've got to be in a place where you can fail you've got to be able to know you're going to flop around because your success and your growth will not come from succeeding. If that makes Any kind of sense. It's going to come from trying something out and it won't work. And then you try something else and you realize, wow, that was a breakthrough. It's sometimes it's taking three steps forward, one step back, but you've got to have an environment in which you can freely explore that. If you are only in an environment in which you feel like you have to shine, everything is a win. What's your win? Why did you? You're really not going to grow. You're not going to stretch in the way you need to stretch. So that bottom line is critical. And in order for you to really explore in that way, you really have to be safe. So those are the three. Competency, methodology, and does the facilitator provide a safe environment for you to work? Now here's the rub. I call this the gray zone. And that is this. There are times you're going to feel very uncomfortable, perhaps even defensive. Why? Because if you've been playing it safe if you've been been comfortable and now you're uncomfortable it that might unto itself by default push some buttons now why are your buttons being pushed i didn't say why did the facilitator push your buttons because maybe the facilitator is not pushing your buttons at all but your buttons could get pushed and it's very natural and it's very normal But the question is, why? Don't just run away on that one. You got to ask, are they being pushed because this is uncomfortable for me? Or are they being pushed because there's an ill spirit, something going on with the facilitator that is legitimate that I should be defensive to? I mean, hell, I want you to defend yourself. I want you to protect yourself. You should always be protected, right? if a facilitator is coming at you in a way that you feel that that's weird, that's off, that's not in alignment, then yes, trust your instincts on that. And I'm not saying to doubt your instincts. I'm just asking you to question. Question if your buttons get pushed. Why? And in that, make a decision that if you're going to stay, to stay knowing that information with full commitment or rightfully so protect yourself maybe exit or address the situation with the facilitator i can't tell you i don't know i don't know the situation but look at it from that angle that's the little gray zone i want you to look at now i'd like to go into some of the mistakes and the mistakes are the three common ones that come to me all the time number one wrong training it's not the right fit you thought it was the right fit They got rave reviews or, you know, so-and-so spoke about the training in in a very colorful way and said you have to go. For an example, you register for a communications class that you believed was about delivery. And the class ended up being about how to craft a speech. Maybe you needed to know how to craft a speech and you did not know until then. Maybe it was a godsend. You were there by accident and now you found this wonderful class. Or maybe not. Maybe it's frustrating. You're really trying to work on delivery. I need techniques for delivery, and you're not quite getting to that point where you're working on delivery, but you're working on crafting a speech to deliver. You know, maybe crafting a speech, knowing how to do it in this class, will actually help you with your delivery, but that's a side point. But the fact is, you want to get clear on what your needs are, and you want to do as much research as you can to understand if your needs will get met. So that's one. Number two, believing that checklist training will get you process training results. Now, I've coined the phrase over the years of, I don't do checklist training. I do process-based training. What does that mean? Checklist training to me is things that you could put on a checklist. You're going to give a presentation. Did you go over your materials? Yes. Check. Are you familiar with the panel. Yes. Check. Did you greet the audience? Yes. Check. This is checklist based communication training. Is it important? Sure. Will it mess you up if you don't do checklist? Tra- sure. It will. If you go in blind, and you don't know what's going on. You don't know the order. You're flumping around. Yes, it'll be a problem. So it's important. But if you're going in for a behavioral change, you will likely not find it in checklist training. Many times when the checklist training and trying to get process-based training results, sometimes it's in a heading. Transform your life in this communications seminar. Transform forever and it's two hours, right? Now, a lot of ice could be broken in two hours. A lot of icebergs could shatter in two hours. But long-lasting training will come from incremental and reinforcement training. There are new muscles that have to be rewired and worked on. And there are techniques to speedy that up. And there are brilliant techniques to speedy that up. However, you're likely not change a lifelong habit that you've had a lot of success doing. And let me digress. Let me go backwards for a moment. In that example I gave earlier, you're afraid, uh, you, the proverbial you, are afraid of public speaking. knowledge is out of 10, deliveries out of five. So what did you do? You've picked your game up in these other areas, in the area of perhaps research, and you really became great at research. Why? It kept you more to yourself, more behind the computer, more in the research, less in front of people, right? So here where I'm going here. You've had a lot of success. It's actually been part of the reason of your success was ducking public speaking. So with that in mind, you always want to look at, am I expecting visceral, behavioral, transformational, experiential change in a checklist kind of course? That's two. Three, assuming if a methodology works for one person, it'll work for another. There's no one way of doing it. I say it every single time. There's no one coach methodology system technique way of working that will work for everyone why do i say that because we're different people we come from a different background we're unique we're as unique as our fingerprint we have different experiences and our challenges wherever they are in soft skills are unique to us and they need to be understood someone needs to get it and also know what to do with it this is a nuance area that you have to really respect. Let me say it another way. If there was one way a one size fits all, then you would sound like everyone else. And this can't be that. This is not about sounding like everyone else. This is about cultivating, discovering your voice and making your statement to the world. And that's the exciting thing. As we come to the end of this podcast, I want to go back to the beginning and say, as you look for your coaching and your training. Does the facilitator have a high level of competency? Does the methodology resonate with you? Do you agree with it? Does it make sense to you? And three, does the facilitator provide a safe place for you to explore, for you to fail, and for you to succeed? Soft skills, again, it's training that's most effective when you're heard and your soft skill challenges are being addressed. So the challenge for this podcast how can you live uncomfortably this week? Is it about joining a committee at work? Is it about maybe speaking up? Is it about voicing your opinion when you, you've you had it and you've been sitting on it for maybe months or a long time and it's time for you to say something? Is it accepting an invitation to speak when you normally wouldn't? What is that for you? How could you live more uncomfortably and make living uncomfortable? uncomfortably in this area be a new level of comfort. In the spirit of empowering the communicator, I hope this podcast helped you bridge the gap between your knowledge and delivery. Until next time, this is Anthony Vincent Bova. You've just listened to Empowering the Communicator, hosted by Anthony Vincent Bova. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please like and subscribe to this channel on your preferred podcast platform. And to know more about Anthony and his coaching, please visit EdgeworkSoftSkills.com.